Hi, this is Bill Sang, and this is the Bill Sang Podcast. I'm here with my wife, Melissa, and we're going to be discussing a very interesting topic tonight as she recently listened to a video of a woman who lived under the reign of Adolf Hitler. So, Melissa, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Tell us a little bit about this woman that you listened to uh, today, was it? Yes, and I actually want to start off um, telling you a little bit about why um, I was searching for some information. Um, My mother immigrated from Austria when she was eight years old, and she grew up in a Christian family. Um, Her family took their faith seriously. Um, She attended a church, and um, the church had so many people that came from Germany and Austria that they actually um, started a German service. And so what I noticed growing up in that church is that a lot of people um, from Europe, from Germany and Austria, they were very adamant about coming to America and finding a church. Um, I found that so fascinating um, that faith was such a part of their life and uh, they took it seriously. I also grew up a part of I'm a German family society, and so I did German dancing, and that was a lot of fun. Um, You know, I got to eat all the good German food, and um, so that was just great. And I noticed the people that were part of this club, they also were very family-oriented. They took their faith seriously. Um, They were just just great people. And so um, I visited... Germany and Austria and a couple other countries um, in my growing up years. And I noticed there was such a difference between what I saw from the German people in America to um, what it was like over there right now. And, um, you know, it's beautiful countries over there. And so it really bothered me Um, when I visited these countries. I saw, you know, huge cathedrals. Um, and the only people in them were tourists. Um, so, so I thought, this is a little bit, you know, just doesn't sit right with me because to me, the people in the church should be, you know, people worshiping God. Um, so I was just always confused why, you know, the Germans here in America, they were just, they were going to go to church, you know. And then when I saw Germans in, you know, Germany, Austria today, they don't go to church. They don't talk about God you know, I didn't see crosses anywhere. Um, so this was just, um, so I wanted to figure this out. Yeah, and strangely enough, I have to say that uh, my exposure to modern day German culture is that uh, is that it seems like it's very secular. And I think that it'd be very foreign to uh, Germans living in Germany today to think of their country as a religious nation. But one of the wild things about Germany from a historic standpoint is that is the home of some of the most prominent Christians in all of history, one of them being the very father of the Reformation himself, Martin Luther, who who uh, started this movement to transform the church. Essentially, he founded the Protestant church. Of course, he even has a church that bears his name called the Lutheran Church uh, to this very day. Um, but basically, he founded more or less every established Protestant church um, through the Reformation, and other people came alongside him, and uh, create this great movement. But also, 
a man during World War II by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a uh, came over was a professor in America for a while, and when he heard of the horrible things going on in Germany, decided to go back, and uh, he even took part in an attempted assassination of Adolf Hitler. Uh, that failed, and ultimately Dietrich Bonhoeffer was martyred. So some very very prominent Christians uh, acknowledged uh, he Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote a very famous book called The Cost of Discipleship. And it talked about this uh, uh, concept of costly grace. So very, very prominent Christians from Germany. So it's surprising that uh, German culture, Austrian culture has gone so far from that since then. Yes, and the video that I'll be referencing today, um, I saw it on YouTube. It's called Camp America Kitty Worthman's speech, um, Howard Lake, and um, the last name spelled W-E-R-T-H-M-A-N-N. Um, she talked about growing up in Austria. Um, the people in Austria were have just under this depression. Um, most people didn't have much food at all, and so they petitioned for an election, and they elected Hitler by 98%. Um, they thought, you know, he was just going to do great. He was making all these promises to help their country. And um, what they noticed is as soon as he got elected, um, they, in their schools, he replaced the crucifix with a picture of himself, of Hitler, in the Nazi flag. Um, he also, they had prayed before and after class at school. And they had religious education twice a week. And so Kitty, um, the lady that speaks in this video, said that he completely eliminated um, religious songs. He, re he eliminated, you know, pictures of Jesus, you know, the cross. Um, he, he just eliminated even church for the kids. The parents had to um, take their kids to school on Sundays. So they couldn't even worship on a Sunday morning. They had um, political education <clears throat> is, is what they called it. And they were taught in this uh, on a Sunday morning not to listen to their parents. Um, and so it totally changed the culture of, you know, from what I see of the Germans in America that grew up, you know, in the church, grew up reading their Bible. They grew up praying to what we see now, you know. In Europe, that these people from being grown up not even to be allowed to worship on a Sunday morning, um, it's a it's a, more or less a, a godless culture. Now this sounds very creepy to me because lots of things that you said are familiar to me. Like you know, I mentioned in our last podcast um, about a teacher of mine that had told us that lots of things that uh, that we believed were simply beliefs that were passed down from our grandmothers to make them feel good about themselves, which is, it was also an attack on our parents because our parents, parents were their grandparents, were be our grandparents. And so, um, you know, basically they're telling us that our parents were wrong. Now more so in college, there's only this one teacher I can think of in high school that basically did that. But when you got to college, basically all the teachers, uh, on some, not all of them, but a lot of them on some level were telling you that things you currently believe are wrong, the things your parents taught you are wrong, and you have to believe our way. But also I have to say that even, they had in, even though I didn't take a huge part in this discussion myself, and I don't have a lot of um, passion for it necessarily, 
uh, there was a discussion about uh, taking down the Ten Commandments. And uh, when you talk about how Germany took down the cross and put up this picture of Hitler and a Nazi flag, it sounds eerily similar to the idea of taking down the Ten Commandments as that is a religious symbol that was placed inside of our classrooms. What do you think that we have learned um, from the experiences of this woman? I believe um, that we, you know, I've learned that um, the people in government, they know what they're doing. They're repeating the same things that Hitler did, you know, they taking away um, freedom of speech. Um, they took away, um, they only had one voice in the media under Hitler. Um, and they also took away their guns. Um, that's what they did under Hitler. Um, and so we see the same things that the government knows what they're doing. They're, they're just repeating it. So we have to ask, you know, ourselves, are we learning from history just like, you know, the governments are? Um, but, you know, we also, just as Christians, have to see that, you know, our truth never comes from the government. It, it you know, it comes from the Bible. And so, um, you know, like you, what you um, preached on this past Sunday is we have to know the Bible, you know, um, and to realize that our hope doesn't come from the government promising, you know, that we're going to be safe from COVID. It doesn't, um, you know, because um, most of what we see in the Bible is the government's become corrupt, you know. Um, and so, so we aren't to, you know, put our trust in what they have to say for us. Um, but more or less, you know, put our trust in God and, you know, his creation. You know, he created so many things. Um, that are good, you know, and wholesome, um, you know, healing, so many things that are healing to our bodies, um, you know, just name a few, like getting rest, having sunshine, you know, to fight off sickness, um, you know, blueberries, cinnamon, you know, um, lemon, so many things, um, that help our bodies to recover and to fight off sickness that, you know, actually work. Um, so just, I think we just have to be aware to not put ourselves in the hands of the government. Um, I also want to share Second um, Thessalonians 3.3. 3. I think it's just a great passage to let us know, you know, what we are to be concerned about. Um, it says, The Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. So, you know, we aren't to be afraid of sickness. We're to be aware of the evil one. And so we don't put ourselves under, you know, their care, you know, under the care of someone that's not looking out for us. Um, you know, we're to know that God's the one that looks out for us, you know, be praying. And, um, you know, uh, also, I know we want to share Psalm 2. So did you want to go ahead and read that? Yeah, I'll, I'll share Psalm 2. And basically... What we need to remember is that our trust and our hope is in God. And ultimately, one of the things that mankind has tried to do throughout history is try to help God along the way. And basically, mankind screws it up in that regard. Unfortunately, I think that government on a different level is more sinister than that, quite frankly. And I think that Psalm 2 sums it up very nicely what it is that organized governments try to do. In Psalm 2, it says, why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? 
The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. We'd like to thank you for joining us today. This is the Bill Sang Podcast, and I would like to ask you to like, share, and subscribe, and join us next time. Thank you.